0: You are listening to the Practice Growth Podcast with Sean Terrell.
1: Welcome to the Practice Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Terrell, and really excited about the guest for today's episode, Chad Solberg. Chad is the business banking manager at Bankers Trust. Chad, welcome to the Practice Growth Podcast. Great to have you here as a guest.
0: Sean, thanks for having me. I appreciate you uh, thinking about me and taking the time to do this.
1: Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. Thank you, and it's it's. I'm excited to jump in. The place I always like to start is just kind of some background for the audience, so they have a little bit of context. So, if you could, could you just share a little bit about your backstory and kind of how you arrived at this current point of your career?
0: Absolutely. Be happy to. So I have been in the finance industry for uh, 20 years now. I am a graduate of Iowa State University. Go Cyclones. And uh, since then, been in the Des Moines area, uh, primarily in the banking uh, world. Uh, Spent about 10 years at uh, one of the big banks in town doing uh, lending. And the past uh, 8 years, I've been here at Bankers Trust in a lending role. And most recently, I have uh, taken on the, the position of the business banking manager, which uh, I am leading a team of, of 3 lenders here. And one of our specialty uh, products that we try and focus on is our dental lending program, which is why I'm here today to talk to you about.
1: Yeah, so you led me right into it. So maybe just uh, for the audience, as as most people listening know, it's it's a lot of dentists. It's a lot of uh, other professionals that work with dentists. Could you share some of the broad strokes of that dental lending program that you guys have at uh, Bankers Trust?
0: Absolutely, be happy to. Um, the way we try to approach this is. Uh, we know it's not a one-size-fits-all program, so we're very customizable to the financing need, to the practice, to the doctor themselves, to make sure uh, we can have programs that fit for them, fit for us as a bank, and uh, kind of find that happy marriage and, and put a deal together to make uh, both parties work and help them succeed in their their business is our primary goal. And with that being said there's there's kind of when we come into the picture there's really kind of three main what we think of as financing events it's it's kind of uh, ready to make that that change and, and to be an owner um secondly you are an owner and we want to expand what we're doing today by uh growing the practice uh building a second location etc which i'll get into in a little bit more detail here, and then the the final third prong of it is kind of financing that ownership change of um, now it's time to uh, get through this hard work that we've had the practice for a number of years, and we want to sell that practice and get out of business, and um, a bank can be a partner in that uh, in many different ways, and we'll get a little bit into that here uh, once I get to that piece of it.
1: So, yeah, I think uh, three events you said uh, in terms of how you guys might fit into the picture. Let's just kind of go through them all. So, start at the beginning where you started with a dentist that's ready to be an owner. Uh, from my experience, that can usually happen in a couple or three different ways, either coming out of dental school right away and buying a practice that exists or starting a practice from scratch would be a couple or the the more, maybe more traditional path where someone either works for an associate or works for some sort of corporate dentistry uh, entity and then decides that they want to buy into or buy 100% of a practice. Um, is that where you guys see uh, that first opportunity occur most often and then... Kind of from there, uh, how do you guys fit into that first option of someone who's not a dental owner yet, but is interested in becoming one?
0: Absolutely, uh, you you touched a lot of those, and uh, that we that we consider as that first uh, kind of step into becoming the owner, um, and and even to uh, I would say something important to even back up one step before any of these three stages that I previously mentioned, is, is uh, kind of the early stages of financial planning, which I'll go through that here real briefly. Um, and I think it's important at any of these stages is to really set your financial goals, um, understand what lending institutions are asking of you, uh, how much money does it take to get into uh, a practice, uh, what's the down payment requirement, Um, How long can you finance them? So what do we need to really project for cash flow? Um, With that, you're creating a, a budget that you feel is realistic and something that can attain to your financial goals, to ownership. Um, And through all that, um, it's all not done by one person, the doctor. Uh, They have obviously a vision in mind, but I think uh, someone like myself, someone like yourself and other trusted advisors is very important to build that trusted team uh, to help them get to that financing stage uh, to be an owner.
1: Okay, so yeah, before you even start to think about borrowing money, there's some groundwork that needs to be laid. And you mentioned it's it's kind of getting uh, the trust advisors team together a little bit, and then uh, maybe to clarify or to, to back up a step, too, what are what are some of the things as an entity that hopes to lend money to a dentist? What I guess characteristics of the personal financial picture are you guys looking most closely at?
0: Um, when So, so that's, uh, again, kind of back to the, the point of customizable uh, that I'll put together here. Um, if it's an existing practice that a dentist is buying into, it's a lot easier for us to really see the cash flow picture of what debt can be serviced when it comes to a purchase price. Um, when we're looking at uh, a startup situation, we're probably uh, going to look at um, what type of equity that can be brought to the table in those situations not um always are we looking to finance the 100 percent of that practice we want to see some ownership have what we call in the banking term skin in the game to to help uh they have some risk and ownership in it along with us having risk and the money lent out so um every one of those are a case by case basis uh you know if we're looking for longer term financing we are probably looking for a little bit more money down because um there's this there's the payments are stretched out a little bit further. If we're looking for a short-term repayment, maybe there's there's more that's financed uh, versus them coming to the table with more money. So we just we just try and uh, meet the need of the the lending opportunity and uh, see kind of what their goals are and, and what they have brought to the table for projections to us, and, and just try to understand that financial picture.
1: Okay. And just to clarify, so Bankers Trust at this time, and i recording this in early 2021, you guys are interested if the financial picture, of course, looks like you want it to look in considering cold start or, or startup lending for a dental practice?
0: Yes. Yeah, we, we absolutely will take a look at those and, um, and work with the dentist to, to see if we can both come to uh, terms that work for both parties involved. Absolutely.
1: Okay. And so that's... And I want to make sure we hit on it. Did that kind of put a bow on the doc that's ready to be an owner and kind of the scenarios uh, that that might entail before we move forward to kind of the the second uh, example that you laid out in the beginning?
0: Uh, Yeah, that would that would be um, how it comes to uh, terms of I want to start my own practice. Absolutely. That would be that would be one part of what we would call the the first prong of ready to make a change. And in in those other ones that you had mentioned, also the other the other two kind of areas within the making a change to ownership that we see would be acquiring an existing practice or. Uh, and to your point, uh, you're an associate and now. You're becoming a partner of an existing practice.
1: Okay. And how is it different? How is it similar um, in terms of the process to for that to happen for a dentist owner doc when working with Bankers Trust?
0: Um, I, I think the the process would be it, it would be similar, absolutely, for what we require of you know having a budget. Uh, it's easy to, when you're coming in buying a practice or buying into a practice that you're a part of now as associate, um, to have historical financials. So we can really assess where's it at today. And it's, it's pretty easy because it's not really projections. We can see what's happening for the financing requests and does that make sense as far as purchase price compared to what the, the practice has the ability to cash flow. Um, so that, that would be the similarities between the two. Um, where it's a little bit different when you're building your own practice. So we're, we're basing a lot of that off projections and that, that those will be met and that those will happen. So we, we, we look at it with a little different eye, but in the grand scheme of things, just trying to understand the dental industry and the success that the industry has. We, we put some credence behind that also when underwriting kind of all of those stages, knowing that the, the failure rate is, is generally pretty low for dentists.
1: So, if you have a track record of a practice that's been in existence and you can see that you know there's this many patients and there's this much production every month or every year uh, from the lender's perspective, that gives the lender more faith or confidence that the loan can be paid back over time based on uh you're not projecting you've actually seen how the practice cash flows over time um, does that change or if and if not, it's it's okay. But how does that change perhaps uh, how you guys structure a deal and how much of loan-to-value is lent out versus how much money has to be put down perhaps?
0: Uh, good question. Um, with those historical, I, I think that's where probably if there's going to be a little more risk taken or maybe less money put into the project, uh, those strong uh, performing practices, that's where... Uh, those situations are warranted, and, and the bank can get comfortable with those in, in certain situations. Absolutely.
1: If it's a dentist that doesn't, uh, that does have some sort of track record of producing somewhere else, like they're not just coming out of school, do you guys look at their production history as well? Is that part of the equation?
0: Um, that can come into play. Uh, but location is a a big driving factor behind that. Say they're moving, um, from out of state to here and we can see what they've done before on a personal performance that makes it pretty challenging to come to the greater Des Moines area, right? To say, Hey, I can pick Mm -hmm. up the same thing. Now, if they were working somewhere else and they, they have that client base and, they were practicing in, let's use an example, practicing Ankeny and said, hey, you know what, I want to move over to Johnston. Uh, that's where I live and I want to start a practice. Uh, those those, I think you and I both agree on are commutable distances for their patients to probably move with them. And I think that uh, has some credibility behind it that we can see, hey, this this guy's or gals practice will is probably pretty realistic. The numbers they are providing the projections because they are a a, a dentist right now and have a client base that's willing to follow.
1: So the third scenario that you mentioned at the outset was a situation where lending might come into play uh, during an ownership change. Could you explain that in a little bit more detail?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the way, um, Ownership changes uh, generally go from what I have seen in uh, my nearly twenty years of lending, and, and this doesn't even this holds true kind of for every industry. Is um, the seller is looking to sell and wants all their money and wants out of it, right? No part of it doesn't want to be there to work. Wants to take the money and go retire. That situation uh, generally will be bank financing unless the sell, or excuse me, the buyer has the cash to write the check. So that's mm-hmm. where we come into play. And then we structure that accordingly by taking, you know, the the assets of the business. If there's uh some shortfall there, we might uh look to uh, partner with our the SBA Small Business Administration to help with uh, some collateral shortfall, which generally can be the case uh in dentist practice, it's not the tangible assets are there because they're buying books of business. Uh um so that's that's complete bank financing. Another part may be a transition where the bank isn't involved in the lending piece, but we can be involved in the banking relationship with other products and services, uh, deposit accounts, helping with payroll, et cetera, uh, where the seller says, "Hey, I don't want a big capital event to have to pay all the taxes, so I'm going to carry this loan for this dentist for five years, seven years, ten years, whatever it may be. Um, that's where we're kind of out of the picture. Uh, Then the third scenario that can happen in this ownership transition is a combination where buyer doesn't have the cash to put into the project and the bank is requiring, we'll use an equity number of, say, 20% of the purchase price. Uh, Seller may carry that piece and have a side note between seller and buyer for that 20% purchase price uh, balance, and then we would finance the 80%.
1: Got it. So there's a number of different ways that you guys can can get creative. Uh, how does real estate fit into the picture from your perspective?
0: Real estate is good. We like that. We can we can value real estate pretty uh, easily with appraisals. So we we like that um, when a practice per, or practice uh, sale has real estate involved, that helps um, the buyer uh, kind of stretch those payments out so they're not so cramped with with uh, large payments and and cash flow can work a little bit better because we have a a tangible asset that has a longer life expectancy than what we see most of the time in operatories or books of business that really don't have a tangible value behind it of, of the client list. So we do like real estate. Absolutely.
1: Obviously, what's been topical the last uh, almost year now has been COVID-19, and that's had an impact on the dental industry. Uh, How have you guys seen that effect? And has it affected if at all the way you guys think about lending?
0: Um, That is the the hot topic, right? The big question. Uh, What we've done uh, with COVID is I think we have been there to partner with our uh customers in general with with a number of them also being uh, dental practices to help them through the challenging times as as we know the dental industry was shut down right away with covid with just unknowingly how the 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 pandemic was spreading how it can just transfer from person to person so uh there was a lot of panic in the the medical industry with dentists being one of them as mandated shut down by uh I think it was nationally, not just Iowa, um, that -hmm. the American Dental Association shut them down. So we helped out through PPP loans. And uh, with some of that, we even helped restructure some of their debt to give them some payment relief uh, to get uh, things back in order. Uh, once the opening happened, their backup opening patients uh, obviously weren't quick to go back to a dentist. I don't know about you, but I probably didn't schedule a dental appointment right away. <laughs> um, so, so we we helped them through that and gave them some payment relief. Uh, so that's that's the big things of COVID. I think there's uh, been a great appreciation from the customers that we were there to step up for them and, and help them with all that. By all means,
1: and I think that leads into maybe. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think this is a good chance for you to maybe explain how or at least what some of the advantages are with working with a local bank and partnering on the lending piece, because uh, from the big banks to the you know tech firms, there's, there's no shortage of institutions out there that are interested in lending money to dentists. Uh, why should someone consider working with a, a smaller, more local option?
0: Yeah. I I appreciate the question. And uh, we like to think that uh, we do that well. And um, how we can show that is uh, kind of back to one of my original points is just the customization. Um, not every uh, dental practice is obviously not the same. Not every lending need from a dentist is the same. So when we can come uh, to the table with them and provide them options of of what can meet their needs, I think they feel um, some relief behind that. Where uh, you're you're talking to a person across the table, not so much these days with the COVID, but um, it's a it's a seven digit number they can call, and we can walk through that process. The the experiences I hear from dentists that started with a large bank. And then when it came time for their loan to be ballooning to refinance and re-up pricing, whatever it may be, and we got involved in one of the deals is the appreciation for that direct contact, the appreciation for the chance to meet, uh, in, in the fact that there's not just one product and, hey, this is what it looks like, and this is how you have to fit into it. Um, we can... Again, have a customizable approach where we, where we're more of a boutique bank and try and fit the customer's need as long as um, it's a com- comfortable risk appetite for us as a lender and it makes sense from our our standpoint. We can find a happy medium for for all involved.
1: Well, Chad, as we start to wrap up here, anything that I haven't hit on that that you think would be important to communicate about uh, the work that you do with Dennis and y- y- kind of your role and. In- and and attracting dental clients to Bankers Trust.
0: Well, what we try and do uh, once everything kind of gets back on on track again with events is we we we're at the, the annual IDA conference, which I know rotates between Cedar Rapids, Iowa City and Des Moines. So we have a booth there. Um, we're, we've been involved, and we're supposed to present last year at the uh, Iowa Dental School for one of their forums, uh, but that did not happen with COVID. So we're just trying to stay out there, get involved. Uh, we are involved with uh, the professionals in the market, such as yourself or some CPAs that are well-known in the dental industry, to try and um, further our reach to uh, those uh, potential Financing needs from again back to the startup to the purchase to, we're selling and um, I need some help for the the new owner to get it financed. So and, and with that uh, even kind of to go a little bit scope abon- beyond the the three touching points. I mean we're we're also. For the, for the practice that's just there and says, Hey, we need new equipment. Uh, if the vendor doesn't have the, what you think is the competitive financing, uh, opportunities or you need operating lines to do some cash flow gaps, if you have a little bit of cyclical to your business, we have all those products too as traditional CNI lenders that we can help you finance, uh, a remodel of the space, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, we're happy to help and, and help you succeed and, and grow your business.
1: Awesome, well, for those that might be interested in, in starting a conversation and, and getting in touch, what's the best way to get in touch with you, Chad?
0: Yeah, let me uh provide you my phone number, so office number for me would be five one five two four five two four zero nine, or you can reach me at my cell, which is might be more convenient at five one five seven one zero. Seven zero three. An email is C Solberg, and that is C S is in Sam O L B is in boy E R G at Bankers Trust, and there's an S in there in the bankers. Um, but those are the three main ways to reach me, and you can always visit our website at www.bankerstrust.com. And in the lending tab, uh, you can find more about the dental lending program also.
1: Chad Solberg with Bankers Trust. Really enjoyed our conversation and hearing more details about your expertise and what Bankers provides. Thanks for being a guest on the Practice Growth Podcast. Thanks for the invitation, Sean. Sean Terrell is a registered representative, certified exit planner, and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities LLC PAS. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS member FINRA SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. PAS is a direct wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Carroll Financial is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS, Guardian, or Carroll Financial, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Compliance tracking number 2021 115097, expiration date January 2023.